DT, we're back for episode five of Date Night Conversations. April, welcome back to the podcast that you co-host and that Thanks. I interview you on. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here as well. We got some good stuff for tonight. We, we got a great um, guest and we're also going to have a little um, update on how Adri's doing. So I'm super excited. I am too. Uh, so it's been a little bit since we were uh, back in our last episode and Adri was our last guest. And in that episode, DT recommended that maybe we do, we lead off the episode with a check-in from Adri. Yeah. So a lot's happened since then. So we have Adri uh, here with us uh, virtually. DT has some pretty awesome uh techno skills here at powerhouse podcasting studios live from bakersfield california <laughs> and he has this thing it's like zoom but cooler and it's like facetime but cooler and much more technical and we could see adri and it made me smile seeing adri's face on here because i kind of like her so uh adri we're excited to have you here with us and you know we will we'll introduce our guest who you also know and love miss marty yeary here um but give us the update lead us off since our last episode what's new with you um actually currently getting my nails done <laughs> you're getting your nails done yes during the podcast yeah she's okay. a multitasker okay um Hopefully there's more that's gone on yes i just moved to utah really okay. far away from everybody um, I've got my first semi-decent apartment by myself. I've had others, but they were in San Diego, so. Um, started dating someone. Okay, that's what you're going with? You're, like, there for school and you're working, but I, you're going to talk to me about, about somebody last episode. you're dating? I just started nursing school. My program's officially started. I work in a lab now and I do night shifts that are like 11 hours. DT, mm -hmm. bro. I know. What else have you learned? Let's just, we're this just is gonna like, go past Hey, the she's going to go there. Yeah, she's going to work. We said that, like, no dating. She's she said it go to too. school. Don't date somebody right now. Focus on you. And she waits till the podcast to tell me that she's dating somebody. Um, no, we had a FaceTime about that the other day. Phone call. I'm having some technical difficulties. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to continue to hear oh, what you're okay. saying. Mom Adrian. will just go ahead and clear the air. So, uh, yes, you've got started school. You are uh, working nights. We know that you have like 11 hour shifts. And how is that process of handling both? Because that's a lot for most people, anybody to handle. I think it's really difficult to balance both while also trying to do things like work out consistently, run consistently, maintain a good mental health balance is really hard. I would say that it's easier than before where I was like waiting for school to start. That felt like I had too much time on my hands, but now trying to just maintain a good diet while I'm at work just because I'm there for so long. I drink way more caffeine than usual. But at the same time, I feel better because I feel very purposeful. I feel like my time is put to good use. I feel like I'm putting a lot more effort into my future. And so even though it's rough, I do know that it's going to pay off a lot more in the end. Well, good. And Jen, do you, today you were uh, sending us pictures about something else that you've picked up doing. Uh in your free time. So tell us about that. 
I love to golf. That is the most <laughs> random thing. You've never golfed a day in your life. <laughs> she's like called me. It's funny because she's like, yeah, I just had a free few moments. So I thought I'd go hit a few balls. And I'm like, oh, um, what? all right, cool. Your dad is going to be jazzed because he's been trying to get me to golf with him for years. And I'm off. <laughs> I love it. I'm not super good, but I've got a good stance and I'm definitely learning. All right. Well. That's good. I'm proud of you that you're working midnights because that's awesome. That's and that really you're going rough. To school and mm -hmm. that you're providing for yourself. These are all wins in my book. Yeah, it feels really yes, good. Yes, yes. I feel very independent. It feels very nice. Do you miss home? A ton. Well, oh. we miss you too. There's very emotional. Oh. Yeah, when Utah's. Are you home? When are you coming to nice. visit? I don't know. Um, I know that in August I'm going to have a break from school, but I'm trying to figure out when my last final is. That way I know when I can actually book a flight because I don't know what the last day is. Okay. Well, thanks for the update. You want to say anything to Miss Marty while you got her on the line? <laughs> just that I miss her. <clears throat> well, I miss you too, and I'm super proud. I'm just, I did want to ask you one question, and that's what city are you in in Utah? So my area is in South Jordan. My school okay. is in Traper. My work is in Salt Lake. Okay, so there are suburban Salt Lake then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Those those towns. I never. The Salt Lake is the only one familiar. <laughs> well, when we did take her there, I will say that um, her city is beautiful. Like beautiful. all around it, it's, it was breathtaking. It was so clean. I was like, this air, I can't see it. I it can't breathe so, it. <laughs> right. It is so beautiful there. Beautiful mountains on one side, and then yeah. there's kind of beautiful, like, canyons on the other yeah. and kind of some farm area. But then there you get Which the I think, city. like, for her, nice. obviously, she's living a high-stress life right now. To be able to go on her little patio, and she's got, like, this – I mean, it's really a small area that she can see, but she can see mountains, and her view is beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Beautiful. To me, I thought that'll be helpful when she's super stressed air. and, like, let me go out here and breathe. Go for Have a run. Some coffee. Go for a run. Those things, she's those always help her. Typically, Wonderful. I just they have coffee in Salt Lake. Yes, <laughs> the coffee here is really bad. <laughs> well, you're kind of a you're a lot. She's uh, a like, she's like Steve though. She's yeah. a little bit of a coffee uh, snob. coffee snob. Um, yes, <laughs> coffee snob. Like three espresso machines, some pour over stuff. I'm really picky on how I like it. And yes. no one here has done it right. I had one they good cortado, and then they did it wrong the second time. She's like, can I come back there and make my coffee? <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, we love you, and I'm not ready to talk about uh, yeah, this person that. that you're dating yet. So maybe in the future. That's okay, Dad. Take your time. All right. All right. Well, we love you. We miss you. I love yes, you too. It's so good to see you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye pretty girl. Bye. DT, that was a great idea. Thanks for doing that. It was, was good cool. to see her face on a big screen because when she calls me on, you know, FaceTime, it's this little tiny thing that I see on her face. Yeah, it looked like, like she was sitting right here, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Aww. <laughs> DT, we are so excited. We were talking about who we would want to have and who we want to uh, come and chat with. And uh, Miss Marty is one of our favorite people in our lives. <laughs> and we love her. And we have a lot of fun hanging out with her. So she was like a no-brainer of somebody that we wanted to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to talk to with and so we stopped uh we did stop on the way in and, and get a bottle of wine um we'd never been to this spot before and it's called slow here in 
in uh, in Bakersfield, and they told us a really cool story about um, there being uh, farmers here in Bakersfield, but they have land in Paso Robles and growing grapes there. And then they started making wine and selling their wine. So we stopped and mm-hmm. bought a, I don't a know bottle she said of they cab. Have land. They get all their grapes from the um, Central Coast. She said maybe that's what it was. they just yeah. maybe they farm. I just don't want to put out the wrong story. <laughs> yeah, we'll have her in and tell the real story. Whatever yeah, it is we that, have I, her that on. I yeah, oh, yeah, your next guest. But yeah. it was uh, <laughs> but it was really cool hearing them say they're Bakersfield family and having like kind of a, a Bakersfield wine tasting place. So we bought a. A cab, a 2018 cab flow. What do you guys think? It is fabulous to me. It's just so smooth. Yeah, I just think it tastes more expensive than it than you guys and say it is. It is. Yeah, yes. it was, it was like I'm not into good, cheap wine at all. Not me either. It I'd gives rather me a just drink water. Yeah, I'd rather spend a little extra, drink yeah. a little less, right? Yes, and enjoy yeah. it because exactly. it tastes it's a good wine. You like it? Yeah, I did. I DT, like what's the feedback? Yes, the temperature is great. I thought it was yep. good as well. So we're here. So we have uh, we have we have Miss Marty as our guest, and you know we have a, a, a you know a few things that we want to be able to to ask you and get to know you. But why don't you um, tell our listeners, which we currently have none. Um, <laughs> Not by the time this goes. By the time this goes, maybe we're gonna be like, you're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convinced that this thing, if nobody ever listens, it doesn't matter to me because it's a whole, it's a chance for me and you to talk and learn from people and hang out. Right. So whether I we, agree with that, I just never think that we'll listener, have listeners. Okay. I think I think that like that lady said when today at Tolo, she's like, we just kind of told her a little bit about it, and she's like, I think it'll do great. Like I think we need more of that where it's just regular people having conversations about regular life. Yes. Like people want to know that there's other real people out there that go through real stuff. And not all the crazies. Not that you the see crazies on media and not the, the drama and not really like fake stuff. Just real. We're just trying to do life the best yes. we can. Well, as we've tried to do life uh the best that we can throughout the no, 18 that. years that we've been married, we've got to do a lot of life with Marty. And we've had a lot of laughs. Yeah, I totally interrupted you. She was supposed to tell a little about herself. And I just went on. <laughs> oh, but we've had, we've had laughs. We've, oh, we've had we've tears. Had so we've had so much fun. Though. And we've lived a lot of, a lot of life with our kids with you. And so we, we, uh, we love and appreciate you. So we want to just hang out with you. So tell us, tell us about yourself. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I guess my claim to fame is that I am, I'm half Italian. So I love, I love to make Italian food. Although as I get older, um, it's harder to, to enjoy it as much as I did when I was younger, just because of all the gluten, oh, not yeah. good. It's not good for your stomach, you know, right, right. but I could make it all day long. And, um, you know, I'm a mom and a grandma. Those are always identifying factors. Um, so I have three grown kids. Um, my son is 32, but I always think he's still 12, you know? Um, <laughs> and so, but I try really hard to stay out of the middle of their relationship, you know, but it's super hard. Like I, I told him when we were dancing on his wedding day, I was just like, I'm having, I'm going to have a hard time giving you up. And he says, mom, you don't have to give me up. But I knew in my heart I had to, you know, um, but I, my, he's my, the girls say he's my favorite. I have two girls and a boy and he's like, the girls say, oh, he's your favorite. And I'm like, no, it's just that he's my boy. You only have one boy. Yeah. And there's a a mother son relationship that is so, um, uh, you know, just very, very, very wonderful. So I do tell my friends that have all girls that, you know, like Adrian, I have a very special relationship, um, but she is also my only girl. Right. So, but I remember with like our friend Lindsay, she had all girls and didn't know what she was going to do. And I was like, I promise the relationship that you will have with your son 
will be different. It is just different. You know, it is. Boy, little boys need their mommy. Like, obviously, they grow up and then they have a wife and they kind, you kind of lose that. Mm-hmm. And that's why girls are special because you have them forever. Yes. But it's very special as they're growing up. It, it really is. It's the sweetest. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had anything more sweet. All of, I mean, we could go on on Joel forever if you want, but I'm not going to do that to you. I feel like he'd be weirded out. Yeah. If I text him and be like, hey, me and Brent talked about you all day on the podcast. He'd be like, eh, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he just, you know, he just took a while to grow up. He's our baby. I let him do everything. And he didn't want to move out of our bedroom. You know, all the things all like the family things, yeah. bed, all that. So, uh, but now he's completely like disconnected himself from me. And I have, they have twins. He, uh, he and his yeah. wife have twins. They're, They're super cute. For a while without children. Um, but then the next thing you know, it was, we can't get pregnant to jump to, we're having twins. So <laughs> anyway, they're precious little ones and yes. um, boy and girl. And the little one looks so much like our son, Joel. And, and then we, you know, we have our daughters, they have beautiful kids too. So we, we got three new grandbabies in um, the pandemic. So, yeah. So while the pandemic was super hard for us, uh, for a lot of people, including us, we also had some like three big blessings come in. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, of course, I see the grandkids on there. They're all super cute. Like all of them. Uh, Tiffany's boys, they are just two little dolls, right? They're so cute. Lauren, I'm so glad because she is, you know, just really wanted to be a mom. So I was so glad she was able to be blessed with that. And she, you can see, she just loves her little one, and he's yeah. super cute. She's a great mommy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was our oldest, and had the, her the grandchild, the last one. Right. So she has the youngest grandchild. So it kind of is cute like that. But yeah. So and then also like, um, I didn't plan it this way, but I married a man who's a minister, and so he is our. Uh, I, I didn't marry him for that reason. I married him just because he makes me laugh, and he's so fun, and he takes good care of me, and I knew he would be a good dad too. And I think that's what I wanted. Um, now, like that, as we're getting older, though, something funny is I did marry my dad. So now I'm like, oh, God, could you please stop with the father? <laughs> I, I don't need a dad anymore. Like it was, <laughs> we raised the kids. I yeah. really need you to stop. Like even coming here today. It's like, what time are you leaving? You know, like all the things. So How long have you been married? 40 years. 40 years. 40 we years. just hit 40 that's, this year. Congratulations. Yeah. That is an amazing accomplishment. I, know. I got married when I was uh, a child. <laughs> She's like, I was like four. <laughs> yeah. 40 years. That's awesome. So what's the key? Oh, well, what's the key? Um, well, you know, this is a, this is a whole thing where, you know, April and I are taking date night notes. Conversations. Right. And we, we have the same, same question. People ask that because I think we have a very good, happy marriage. And I think everybody has a different answer. So okay. What do you yeah. think that is? Yeah. Because I think it would apply to you guys, but maybe not everyone. It's true. You know, I mean, everybody, you can throw out tips. I think the biggest one I feel like for me is that I don't have to say everything on my mind. Um, if I can just save that one thought that, that I know if I throw it out there, it's going to cause more harm than if I just hold on to it. Right. Um, that right. is one thing that in our later years of being married has really helped because I, be, I, like I said, I've grown up. So I know myself and I'm, and I just want to say whatever's on, you know, I want to just instruct people on how mm-hmm. I feel but he can't, he's not good at handling that. Um, so <laughs> I think it's good. If, it's wise. If you just keep one thing unsaid a day, it's oh, really good. Yeah. One mm-hmm. thing unsaid a day. I wish I would have learned that early on <laughs> in our marriage. It's taken a long time to get to that point. We're like, well, he, <laughs> then, you even learned my, that with your, with your job yeah, my lately. Mentor, you know, my mentors, my, who's my boss, I really 
um, enjoy and like Elias taught me a lot. He said that everything you say must be true, but not everything true must be said. Oh, that's a good way to put it. And that was a great way for me to put it because for a while I would feel disingenuous if I feel something and I'm not telling you, I feel like I'm being disingenuous to you. I'm lying to you. And I feel like I love you enough to speak the truth or tell you what I'm, I'm thinking. Yes. And uh, I'm recognizing that that might not be the best. Totally. Yeah. Something. I mean, you, Steve would always say like he would, he's a very gracious person. Um, well, he, he doesn't, he doesn't call me out on like, okay, girls, like on your weight or things like that, that you'd hear some husbands might do that. He never calls me out on those things. And obviously he sees, you know, that, that, that you're, you're getting older and stuff, but he never says it. So that's really gracious, you know, but whatever I see, I've got to comment on. And so he's like grace and truth, you know, like, yeah. I, and he's like, just stop with so much truth. It hurts me a little bit, you know, <laughs> You're grace all. and truth. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Grace yeah, and yeah, truth. yeah. I like that. So yeah. Anyway, well, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. April. Yes. How did you and Marty meet? Because uh, when we, when we got married, right. um, you already knew uh, yes. Steve and Marty mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was a couple of years into our marriage when um, I got to meet them and, and know them, but you guys have a, you have a you have a, a more of a history than I do, so I don't know that I know the story. Well, uh, I think you probably maybe you do, but uh, so my parents had been at a church that had um, they had left and they had been hurt very deeply, and so they just randomly uh, went to um, at that time it was called Brimhall Road Assembly of God, and I knew I saw how very hurt my parents were. Um, I mean, our whole family was, but how, especially my dad being in the ministry and my mom had been playing piano and they were just, just very heartbroken. And so they met with Steve to just say like, Hey, we're here, you know, this is who we are. And, um, what did the first thing my dad came home and said, uh, uh, Steve said, I'm I'm totally going to let you down. You're going to have to keep your eyes on God because I'm going to make mistakes, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. I'm glad to have you. And that mm-hmm. meant a lot to him because he was like, there's like this pastor that said, dude, I'm totally going to screw up just mm-hmm. so you know, didn't say like, I got it all together. I know all of it. And so, uh, we started going there and, um, How did they pick this, that church in the first place. I don't think that there was a rhyme or reason. I think it was just, just like, drove by one we day are going to go in. here. We don't know anybody here. Right. Nobody we know goes here. Um, I think it was just, I, as far as I recall, because I'm, it was, Xander's going to be 26 (laughs) and it was when, uh, Xander had just been born. And so then we started going there and then they actually kind of stopped going there Mm -hmm. during that time. And then I did, I continued to go there and just, I mean, uh, you know, Miss Marty talking about her kids, they were younger, um, and even if, you know, my parents weren't going, their uh, daughter, t- middle daughter, Tiffany, she would hang out with my sister, Tiffany. So she was yeah. over at our house. Yeah. And um, I just, I don't know. I just, um, I just thought they were great people, good people that were Christians, but were very real. And to me, that was something very refreshing that we're like, we're real people. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to let you down. Yeah. Um, but we love, right? And um, you can make mistakes and let us down and we're okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. and we'll still love you. And that was just super refreshing as opposed to like, I need you to be this holiness and I'm this holiness. And so we're all just holy mm-hmm. and pretending as opposed to like, we're just real people and we just love God, period. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about that before, that that's one of my favorite things about you is your authentic um, self and who you are. And you 
what you see is what you get and you tell people what you think. So I know that that means a lot to you whenever you meet people who are real and people who are um, kind. And Mm -hmm. so I I could see how that would be. um, I could see how that would be a good fit. Well, it's appealing to me to find a woman like Miss Marty. She's a strong woman. Uh, She's been through a lot in her life, but she's very real. And she has, she doesn't pull punches when she's talking about who she is Mm -hmm. or what she's been through, mistakes she's made, uh, you know, even great accomplishments. She's just out there. Like if you, I hope you like me, but Mm -hmm. if you don't, this is still who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm covered by the grace of God. It's just, that's refreshing. Exactly. You know what one of my favorite things about Miss Marty is, is her laugh. (laughs) There's not a Sunday that goes by that Steve will say something. And then you hear Marty laughing and she laughs above, above everybody in the entire church. And April hits me with the elbow over to She's like, every time Marty laughs, it makes me laugh. So then we're over there chuckling because you're chuckling and it makes, it makes it fun. I try really hard. I mean, I think when I was a little more immature, I would laugh too loud, I think. So I just am like, you know, you need to draw that in a little bit. It's nice, you know, but sometimes I can't. I love it. I think it's infectious. I love it. It is. You have Because I have a giant laugh laugh too. Sometimes when I do it really loud, I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, you have a big laugh. I do. I love love your big laugh. I love yours too. So, April. Yes. What is your favorite thing about Marty? Is it her? Is it her openness and Mm, and who she is? It's her realness. She's just a real. Um, sometimes when you have people who are women of God, uh, they're not real. They're not open. I feel like I could probably call Miss Marty on anything and be like, can you help me? Which we have through, over the years called mm-hmm. many times to be like, we have mm-hmm. no idea what to do with our kids or yeah. our relationship or whatever. She's just very real about yeah. things. And there's no, um, holier than thou with it mm-hmm. ever. She has so much wisdom so she speaks realness, but she also speaks truth from the Bible. That's her references. And I, I know she always tells me, I got it. She makes me laugh because she always says, like, I got to keep close to Jesus. That keeps me where I need to be. <laughs> and um, I just, I love her. She's so funny. She's so real. I always appreciate realness, always. Mm-hmm. And people that like to laugh, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I like people that like to laugh. But- <laughs> and you guys have helped me, t- helped us too. I mean, we... We have, you know, because you're just like a decade or two <laughs> younger than us. Too. Um, <laughs> Not too. And, um, and so you've been like when we're trying to raise our kids and stuff, you give us some good advice, you know, because we'd like to control them or whatever. And today's world is a little different and still be able to handle, you know, be able to um, incur- like inc- be be still stay connected with them, even though they like Adri, she's doing she's out doing her thing. And you can't control what she's doing. Um, same with my kids, you know. And but you guys helped me see that. So it was it's a give and take. I don't think I have all the answers, is what I was trying to say, you know, and that right. I appreciate that, you know. Yeah. Well, we obviously can't control her either, because if we did, she wouldn't be dating some dude in Utah while she's going to school and working. <laughs> you don't you see that. her social media. I see the stuff she posts. You should see. I've decided I can't comment on anything she posts on Instagram because we have very different views on things. And I have found that in some of the things like she'll post something and I'm, you know, and and there's a lot of controversial thing that's going on right now. So she'll post it. And then I'll text her like, that's not true. Like, I know you saw it on Instagram and you posted this thing, but that's not true. That's propaganda or whatever. And I think it probably drives her crazy. And so, uh, (laughs) yesterday I like, I sent something like, that's not true. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I just deleted it (laughs) (laughs) because I, 
I don't think it's it's doing any good, right? Yeah. She has her views and that's okay that they're and I told her that. I go, it's okay. You're a strong, beautiful uh young lady and it's okay that your views are different than mine. Um I think a lot of my views have a little more wisdom because I have a little more life behind them. Um, but that doesn't make hers n- not, you know, as important. So I decided I'm just not commenting on them. It's just, again, not necessary. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> why. And that's why I love you. God, love you because you want to stay in relationship with her rather than hit her over the head with what you believe. You know, well, you had, told me that one time. Yes. You're learning how to not. Right. Yes. <laughs> I call, I, we've talked about that. It's called the ability to not. Okay. Yes. So this is my my theory: the ability to not, the ability to (laughs) not do that thing that you want to do, but that you know will not cause good. Kind of the same thing of your like one left leave one thing unsaid. I'm like the ability to to not not. when you feel like you really should, but you also know it's going to cause conflict. Yeah. And it's not necessary because it's not like this. And what are you going to get out of that? Yeah. They're not going to turn around and go, "Oh my God, you're so so right. Thank you for telling me." (laughs) So just the ability to not. And I would talk about that. What is, uh, too, like we talked about it many times before. Do you want a relationship or do you want to be right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that's a a choice of Mm -hmm. I would prefer to have a good relationship Mm -hmm. than to constantly have a back and forth. I think when I was younger, I just wanted to be right. (laughs) Yes. I think it's, again, with wisdom. (laughs) Then I started alienating everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't want to be right all by yourself. Yeah. Then I'm alone. (laughs) Yeah. We've lost, we've lost some relationships along the way. Oh, things like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. Here's another one for you. What's your favorite memory with Marty? (laughs) Oh, with Miss Marty. Okay. I will tell you there's two. I got to take a sip of wine first. No, no, they're good. Okay, so one of my favorite memories is we, me and you, Miss Marty and Steve, went to dinner at Steak and Grape Uh when it was Steak and Grape. Oh, I loved that restaurant. I'm so sad they closed. That was such a great restaurant. restaurant. We were there. Of course, we're always having a blast. And Miss Marty and Brent have this relationship where they (laughs) almost like hit off of each other when it comes to things that are funny and comedy right and i was watching them we're just all sitting there talking and like they were just this and that and this and then they're both just laughing so hard and they were we were cracking up and steve was laughing too he was laughing but he was like marty like (laughs) like, that's how he says that and that was just it's such a genuine like relationship I and pick out the clown in any group. Like, <laughs> right. Sorry, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> He's is. the comic. Let's yeah. go together. <laughs> and it was so, I don't know. It was just much joy. And that, yeah. like, I can see the laughter. And I loved that. Um, yeah. The other one is we were on, me and Miss Marty were on a cruise. She was gracious enough to ask me to go on a cruise. So that she fun. won. And her husband could not go. So I was second choice. She was my um, was plus one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we were in the room and we started talking about something online. It was on Facebook about an, uh, someone else. And I don't even remember exactly what happened with it. <laughs> but she said something about his post. And then I said something. And it was so funny. Yes. And like we just kind of like one of those things that kind of rolled that we were laughing like tears. tears. And I couldn't delete it hurt. because we had no yeah, internet on the no internet. She's like, I, I need to something. delete this. And she's like, I can't. And we're laughing so hard because I'm thinking Steve's going to read this and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we just we, won. we had the, stop laughing the best time on the cruise and i mean we did we had a fabulous time together but we it did. was so funny because it's 
um, there's not a lot of times in life that your laughter is so genuine, right? Mm. It's just funny. It wasn't forced. It was just <laughs> it was so, so funny. funny. Yes. So those are my two favorite memories. Yeah. There's yeah. many, but those are my favorite, favorite. of my interactions with yeah. Miss Marty. My favorite is your the, that we that you made me go uh, sky. I want to say sky. <laughs> I was like oh. ziplining, yes. and it was it was crazy. So good, so thrilling. I would never have chosen that. I would never even be in a podcast, you guys. Like I kind of worried about this all day. And I'm like, why? This is so fun. Right. Same, same with the with uh cruise with in the skies on the yes. zip line. So we went to we had this cruise and then uh, one of the stops you could go zip lining and you went, they took you on a trek way up and then you zip lined over the ocean all the way down. And it's, I was like let's do it and she's all oh no I'm like she's like you think I'm like she's like I can do it I'm like you can do it she's like okay and then you do like a practice thing and she's like that was so fun I we got up there and it's funny because you're going head first and so if you have eyelashes they're like I'm trying to save my eyelashes like, like, like we that can't was the priority <laughs> it was so fun April can talk you into some stuff man. <laughs> that's, that's the thing but because April went skydiving and she wanted to go skydiving with her dad. And so I held her purse while she went skydiving because I'm like, no way, man. That's scary. And we go out to skydiving Taft. No disrespect to the professionals at skydiving Taft. It's amazing what they do. They did a great job. But there's this guy and I'm like, I'm trusting this guy with my wife's life right now. While I go up in this plane and she comes jumping out, it's crazy. She takes these like these roller coasters i hold her purse while she goes on the roller coaster i'm a, I'm a feet planted firmly on the ground kind of guy dt that's what i'm about she's crazy and is she's always so on these giant crazy roller coasters and zip lining when we want to she's going zip line. i'm like no thanks no thanks i almost kicked her off my cruise i was like yeah. why did i invite you to do it to me? she's like can you take her back no yep. it was the best memory though ever i can't yeah. believe i did it it's right. so empowering yeah it is right yeah. Yeah. i was like yeah I, I always tell the kids like i was like try it one time and if you don't like it you never have to do it again right no thanks ma'am i was in a terrible um roller coaster accident oh my gosh. when i was a child and oh and it has really no. um An yeah accident? it was oh. yeah yeah the roller coaster crashed when i was on it and so i've never got on a roller coaster ever again i don't know how i'm gonna die in this life but i know that i will not die on a roller coaster okay i just want to tell you this that if he tells the story about the roller coaster or his dad tells the story about the roller coaster it is very different he's like you know you go to the fair and it's like the little green dragon one you know little green yeah he's like well it like came off the track and then just went like doop and hit the little car in front of it this one's like it was going so fast and oh, I, we I almost died it might have been like it was like colossus it was like a, like <laughs> six flags and it was like the whole thing came crumbling yeah, no. down and he was like four so we all oh. know it was not a giant thing i was um, in a motor he was in a roller coaster accident <laughs> i was uh, that's how i remember it in my head but i wanted to tell you this for years i did not know that i only was going off of his story so to me he had been in a roller coaster accident and then one day his dad was all um that's not exactly how it goes and i was all yeah that little dinosaur at the kern county fair man that thing can really get some speed going there in the kitty section of the, uh, oh of the fair your dad was like no yeah oh that's funny okay so we you touched on a few of the things that you've already uh, mm -hmm. that, that you've learned from right. 
Miss Marty, Miss Marty, you told us one thing. And so, uh, you know, this, our podcast here, it's about life and marriage and really anything else that we want to talk about. So you've told us a little bit about you and you've told us a good uh, tidbit, a, a good thing we've been able to learn about marriage mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. What are, um, what are some challenges that you'd be willing to share that you've walked through and most importantly, how'd you get through them? Oh boy, that's tough. Well, when I saw this question, I just thought, hmm, how deep do you want to go on that? I'm, I got to be careful. I'll, I mean, I'll just try to use filters to be able to, you know, but I feel like it's a helpful story. I mean, I grew, um, my growing up was difficult. Um, it wasn't like my husband's. My, my husband grew up in a church atmosphere and then I didn't know Christ until I was, um, well, about 13 and no one in my home had shared Christ with me or whatever. But, um, Early on, I had suffered some, you know, abuse, um, sexual in nature. Um, and I had, you know, I think I, I just, it's so amazing. It's so, it's so unnerving to me that little kids can go talk to their parents about it and they think they're making it up. And um, that wasn't the case. Like, I, why, how could I even know what that was? How could I even, you know, articulate that unless, unless it had happened because there's no point of reference. So, so that's what happened there is that just that there was that abuse going on. I didn't have the words to call it abuse, but I, I just, I just knew something was wrong and I talked to my mother about it, but it, but it was in a, an age and stage of, of like America where those things weren't being addressed or taken care of, you know? So, um, um, so, um, how have I, how, so I think that I, um, am like April said, I stay close to, to Jesus because I feel like. I have a lot of healing to do. I feel like a lot of times that I'm on, on shaky ground, but that's left me in a place like of shaky ground, not so much anymore, but early on, maybe the first, you know, half of our marriage left me on shaky ground a lot of times. And I think that, you know, there was, I think Steve felt the rejection at times because I was just trying to deal with my stuff, like, um, the trust and whatever. And one of the things I remember doing is not being able to trust him, um, like, even if he said, you know, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go to work. I would get in the car and follow him and make sure that he was where he said he was, you know? So I just, it took a long time. And so I married, I chose a good person. I think that would be the key is if you're somebody who's gone through something like that, make sure that you're not choosing someone who's going to get those, repeat all of that in your life. I, God just brought in a, a big healing at a healing person in Steve in my life. So he, um, which has been really good. And I think at times he sacrificed a little bit on the relationship side because of the issues that I brought, you know? Um, but G I, I'm just so, I really stay close to Jesus and worship. Like, um, I, yes, yes. Good sermons in church are great, but worship. And then just like doing my own, uh, prayer time and my own getting in the Bible has really solidified me. Um, yeah, I've gone to therapy. Yeah, I've gone, those things have helped, but really it's my relationship with God. So, um, that has just over the years. And I think that there are times that made it difficult. Like once we started having children, the, the triggers would come back, you know, cause I'd see like myself, you see yourself as a little, um, three-year-old girl or five-year-old, like you, I don't know if you guys do that. Like you yeah, uh, raise your children and you see, you see yourself at that age. And you, 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 you trigger back to maybe what, what you were at that age. Mm -hmm. And those memories were super painful for me. So I'm um, trying to move forward. But one of the biggest things was that somebody told me, just do better for your own children. Right. Um, you know, that you have the power in your hands. Now the power was taken away as a child, but you have the power now to do better. So I did, you know, that was so healing to me 
So I think that was the, one of the challenges. And then the other challenge is just being in the ministry, not always having friends. Um, you guys are such good friends. You got friends here. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I forget sometimes that I don't have that, that I, I forget my good friends, but there's a lot of, it's, it's difficult to be married to a man where you go to church and like where your friendship pool is. Cause you have to spend so much time there. So um, you don't have time for outside friendships that much. So um, that's, that's a difficult ride for me, but I just have to, my, my, my uh, work around on that is to always just thank God and be grat um, express gratitude for the friends I do have. And the, and I have beautiful friends like you guys, you know? Um, and then, and then what my husband does for a living it's just most of the time, like he doesn't get involved in my work. I get involved in his work, you know? Right. Oh, and one more thing I'd like to share going back to the, um, my growing up years is, um, I work in a foster care agency and I feel like that's super healing for me because I, I see kids today are, they are, um, being advocated for even, you know, uh, whenever they're experiencing abuse, they are being advocated for and the laws have changed. So I love being a part of that. So that's, that's an amazing way to kind of bring things full circle. And so great that you feel like you're in a healthier spot because I do think there are a lot of people that walk through this in their life and they're never able to recover. So you're talking about the first half of your marriage and something that happened. So you're, you're talking even 20 years later and even more that, and you know, now 30, 40 years later, you're mm -hmm. still dealing with a lot of these things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I've never really grasped, maybe even until this moment, about mm. the amount of time and depth uh, that that kind of hurt can cause. And April and I have talked about that in previous um, episodes of talking with her about different types of abuse, but uh, and how long that lasted into our marriage. Um, yeah. But exactly. for you, what had happened to you as a as a child, and hearing how long that that last, I think that's, um, mm -hmm. that's a perspective. I don't know. I fully grasp, I still don't fully grasp it, but I, that mm -mm. I, I never thought of. And so I, it makes me sad to think how many people were never able to find the positive outlets and the positive people in their life. Like yes. you have, yes. um, in Steve and in your family to be able to heal in a healthy way. And you think of how many people that continue to have people that would take advantage of them or abuse them later in life and that they don't know that these aren't healthy relationships. And then you see what mm -hmm. kind of hurt and brokenness that can cause in people. Mm -hmm. And that is, in my opinion, the road to um, substance abuse. Oh, that's no. a road to poor mental health. Um, that's a road to, we've talked a little before about the volunteer work that we do with mm -hmm. human trafficking stuff. That's the road to human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Exactly. These are the, these are the roads that, that um, this is how these, these things manifest themselves yeah. later in life. Mm -hmm. And so it's, um, I'm glad you were able to, to find, you know, mm -hmm. healthy yeah. things in your life to, to make you the beautiful person you are. A couple of questions. Uh, one, I just want to reiterate something cause you said that you just said something that that's the road to, you know, um, human trafficking a lot of times. And we've learned this just with the, with the th places that he volunteers in that people often say like, well, they're adults, they're choosing that. And while sometimes that's true, you always have to remember that a lot of times trauma begets trauma and, um, people who have suffered trauma 
sometimes don't know any different. Uh, and then they're also have not, um, been able to live their life like you have mm -hmm. and are suffering from that. And they just don't know any different. And mm -hmm. then once you're caught up in that world, it is very hard to get out of it. Mm -hmm. By no means are we any kind of expert. I'm just saying, I felt like once we got involved in these organizations mm -hmm. and started learning more about it, you learned about the girl on the street. No, she did not pick that. Um, and nobody would actually no. choose Who that. Who chooses that as a kid saying, you know mm -hmm. what? I hope that when I grow up, mm -hmm. I can work the streets. Mm -hmm. yeah, no. Um, no. Um, most of them are survivors. They're mm -hmm. trying to survive. Right. Uh, and it's just like when you're been abused, a lot of times women stay a long time. So they don't know any different. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what is that like Stockholm syndrome mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. that you can do develop that even with just an abuser, um, because it's what, you know, because change is hard for the, for all of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to say that, I think that's super important for people to understand. No, they don't choose that. Nobody chooses that. Mm -hmm. Yes, once you're there, um, you're choosing to stay in a sense, but it is very hard to get out of. You're making choices against what you know to be a constant in your life mm -hmm. and choosing something you know nothing else about. So right. I want to say that. Your boundaries are low. And yes. Your, boundar your boundaries have, you know, and then also just your... You, you might believe that's all you deserve, you know. Right. Who has self-esteem for that? <clears throat> right. And then the other uh, we had somebody new, and yes, um, the kids have been abused, and the mom knew about it somewhat, really didn't know everything. And then as they got older, you know, the dad died, and um, the kids had to have these conversations with mom. And she did not quite know everything, but she knew some things. And he had kind of worked in the ministry and, mm. you know, there was rumors of stuff. And I, I remember the uh, friend of ours that said, like, yelling at her mom, you know, like, why didn't you do something? And she said, and I think, again, this goes back to a different day and age and how mm. uh, happy you are that there are advocates now. And her mom said, what did you want me to do? I had no education. I didn't finish high school. We got married when I was like 14. Where was I going? Right. Exactly. Your dad had a um, was a minister. Yeah. People respected him and I had nowhere to go. I couldn't go back home because I was also an abusive place to go back to. Mm -hmm. um, where was I going? There was not an agency at that time that I could go to that said, here, we're going to put you and your kids up and we're going to take care of you. She said, I had no other options. There are no other choices. And that was the way it was with my mother. Right. I don't think she had any other choices. There's no way she could have raised us. I, I mean, I, there was a period, don't get me wrong, where I was super angry with her for not right. protecting us right. because I, that's, that's probably the outflow of it now is that I'm a mama bear and protect my kids from everything. Right. Um, but then, but then she didn't and still doesn't, she's still just, and it's just, it's just that abuse. Like she doesn't believe that she had the right to or whatever, right. but yeah, where was she going to go? I mean, back there, back in the seventies, sixties and seventies, there was no place for her. Just, you know? Yeah. Like where there was no house for me to go to. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, unfortunately she was like, women she's like i had no education i never had a job in my life like where was i going to go work um and we had to you had to eat you know what am i going to do with you and i think again since they got married so young she had no idea what to do and i think again which is so beautiful now and continues to be that you know these kids have advocates uh women have more advocates you know they have more of a choice mm -hmm. you are allowed to get a job i um I am happy um, that, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm resolved. There was a period of time where 
nobody wanted me around in my birth family because so one thing I didn't say was that, um, okay, I didn't recognize so much that all this abuse was happening. I felt like it happened to every girl. And, um, when I spoke to my, when I spoke to my fiance about how we would raise our own children, I just said, I don't want that happening to our children. And his eyes got really big and he's like, what are you talking about? That shouldn't be happening to any children. (laughs) And he's like, Marty, you know, and I, and I'm like, what, you know, because it was continuous. Like what, I don't know what that word is. Chronic from age six until 19. So it always happened. So um, he just was like, no, that's not how life is supposed to be. And it was my first revelation at the age of not 19. I got married at 19, but more like 18. He said, we need to go to your parents. And, and when I, and when we did, when he addressed my mother is when she finally, like something clicked in her and she realized I've got to protect the rest of the children. Like Mm -hmm. you're older now, but I can need to protect the rest of them. And something clicked in him. It was somebody like you shine the light on it Mm -hmm. from outside the family. Yeah. So um, that was, I'm thankful for my husband for that. What a brave man he was. Yeah. I mean, so brave. So we like him. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. I think we'll keep him around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what is something that you can relay that you think would be encouraging because you're very encouraging person as well. And you've been through so much, but uh, what do you, and that's a very general question, right? Cause it's not like a, what can you relay about this, This? but more like if you were had someone and you just needed to to be encouraging to someone, what would you say or discuss? Recently, something that really encouraged me. um, So we hear this scripture a lot of time that says all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And um, so a lot of people will shorten that to all things work together and like, it's going to all be good. You know, it's all going to work together. Well, I feel like I, I, I would just encourage you when you're going through something, you're either, you know, my husband says it this way. He's always like, you're going to either go with, you're about to enter another trial or you're in the middle of something horrible right now, or you just come out of something bad, you know? So you're never going to be without a trial because one's coming. If you, if not one, if you haven't had one yet, and I'll bet you if we could, you know, our listeners could raise their hands, they'd be like, yes, I've had trials. Yes. I've, yes, I need encouragement every single day. So I think the thing that encouraged me the most is that the trials, the trials that we face, for example, even the things I shared today, um, do, do I wish they would have happened? No but they have worked together to cause me to be an authentic person, mm-hmm. um, to not, to not sh- shy away from, you know, what people need or, or whatever. So all the trials that you face will work together to bring out something good in your life. Did God want you to go through that? No. Did he, you know, where was God and where was God? He, he was right there, but he's using those trials. They're going to work together and bring something good in your life it's going to be a mix. It's not, it's going to come together and we just need to stay out of the kitchen with the Lord. Let, let the Lord be in the kitchen cooking our life, you know, mm-hmm. let him <laughs> um, make the Italian food. <laughs> yeah. Make it. Yeah. Like you got to have the olive oil. It may not have that great of a taste, but you need it. Right. You need, um, I don't know, garlic. If you ate that on your own, it'd be like, Ooh, this is a bad situation. I don't want that. But those things added in make a very delicious meal. Mm-hmm. And so right. the Lord is making something beautiful out of your life. And some of the things you go through, um, are not fun, but they come together to make something beautiful. 
So be, be encouraged that all things will work together for good, but is it going to be good at that moment? No. Um, and it's okay to cry and, um, and grieve. And it's all right to not quote just the scriptures that you're all going to be fine. I mean, I'm looking at you, Brent, and I just know like your mom has gone through trial after trial. And I just can't say like, you can't say, oh, it all has, oh, it's just amazing. It's all going to work together. I mean, but look at your mom. She's just such a beacon of light for others. Mm -hmm. So all those things are working inside of her to bring something to glory, glorify the Lord. Right. You know, I always uh, say that even to the kids, obviously I would not wish the things I've gone through on other people, but I also know that I would not be who I am today um, without those things. And I, kind of like who I am as as silly as I know a lot of people don't I like I like who I am (laughs) I like my strength and I I don't think that even in our marriage that I would have been able to survive that we would have been able to survive if I didn't have those strengths and those things that I learned from trauma in the past you guys have had some extreme challenges right we've had some crazy challenges and so Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like well I wish it never happened well of course who would wish that on someone else but Mm -hmm. it's made me um a a strong I think a strong resilient woman exactly maybe I wouldn't be if I hadn't have gone through those things so like you know to to be grateful in all things even for the ugly stuff Mm -hmm. to be grateful for because you know of course God makes it do great things. Cause look, I got this man. We have a great life. We have That's a great amazing. marriage. Yes. I would not have those things. No, right? if you had gone through, you would still be, right. you wouldn't be where you are. No, I wouldn't be. And I don't, I wouldn't trade our life for anything. We have a great life. Even the chaotic, very difficult moments, we have a great life. So I wouldn't trade that for those things. And it might not be here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is so good. It is good. It is good. I think that's a good note. I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good, good conversation. Good date night conversation. I think so. It was we good. A, we had a good time. Thank you for having me on your date. Yeah. So glad you yeah. could come. I'm, I'm not even a third come. wheel. No. no. It was do you think we were talking about this on the way here? Do you think Steve's mad that um, we're that, that he wasn't invited? He could possibly. No. <laughs> no. He's just a little shocked. I'm like, yeah, I think they like me better. <laughs> no, 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 that can't be true because no. we do. We love you. I said no because if I got invited somewhere, you wouldn't be mad right i go you might be jealous like well i want to come hang out with them too because we're all lots exactly of well he would take the whole meeting like he wouldn't let you talk or you we have, <laughs> we have to say like land the plane right yeah, I've land, had to, like, land, land the that plane, plane. yeah circle in the uh, airport let's bring that thing in yeah. for landing here <laughs> he is gonna be a guest he, he is coming oh yes, boy get ready he, yes. he's got don't worry Brent will have on. questions ready yeah, he's, he's and a word in edgewise i hope <laughs> uh, he thought we were gonna do this at your house and oh, so i was yeah. like Haha, ha, look at this beautiful studio that yeah. DT has provided. <laughs> yeah, we got to take a picture and send yes. it to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, DT, I think uh I think we got everything we need for episode 5 yeah. and we're uh, we're looking forward to uh coming back to the studio for our next episode 6. Yeah, and, and don't miss the next uh update on how Adri's doing minus her dating life. Yeah, that might even have to be a part of it. <laughs> I will say I got to tell you this. I, I at the end here um she did say that this guy she's dating, you know, she was, and I knew she would date like, you know, Adri's not going to not date. She right. likes, to she's date. beautiful. And, and she likes people to buy her food. Let's <laughs> be honest. She does. Um, 
That's how she survived when she was going to college in San Diego. We didn't know that. Later, she's like, yeah, I go on dates, and then they buy me dinner, and then I go home. <laughs> I was like, oh, my I God, Adri. I knew. So, uh, but she said that this, I don't know if he's a boy or, I didn't ask, like, his age, obviously. But she said he, um, he oh. was, uh, that he thought it was weird that um, he hadn't, like, He's like, I know your parents live somewhere else, but like, am I going to at least get to meet him? Not meeting him. Me no, no, no. Wait, just listen. You again, jumping. Shh, shh. Don't be Steve. Um, <laughs> uh, like meet us like not like because they're so serious, but just like he's like, well, don't your parents want to meet everybody you date? And Adri's like, well, like if you know, and I'm like, well, my thought process was like, yeah, if she was home and someone was coming to pick her up. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I go. But you've been out of the house for a while so for us to meet everybody you date just isn't possible i'm like and you live way over there like we're just excited to talk when we get to talk yeah. to you my like, bro that's so a little presumptuous so he didn't mean it that like dude? that i know I got, and i and I adri no goes like adri's like well you're probably meet. i go well i mean if you like want to facetime and we meet him fine but your dad's not going to want to meet him I'm like, dad, that's not how dad looks at it. Dad looks at it like, if he's not going to be around for a long time, why do I need to put the effort into that? And he's like, well, isn't it like safety? Like, I want to meet the guy. I'm like, well, you can meet some. That that dude needs to worry about safety. Like, <laughs> Adrian's safety is not what is in question here. Exactly. That dude's safety is in question. He should be concerned. And then she's like. Very concerned. Well, From a state away, he should be concerned. She's like, I haven't made the best choices in the past. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when it comes to dating, but all things will work together. That's yes, right. <laughs> again, that's always right. yes, it will. And, and we talked about that with her too. That things that she's walked through, and that we we know what it's going to lead um, lead her to lead be, her to good things, right? Because so. she's had her own trauma, right? She's had yeah. her own yeah trauma, and unfortunately, uh, but I think a lot of those things again, I think they will make her. Uh, I mean, frankly, to be honest, Adri was born stubborn, and. Actually, she was mean. She was mean. I wonder mean, where she got kid. that from. You know what? <laughs> mean. I don't know. She was mean. She was born mean. I life made me that way. I wasn't born that way. You were sweet. I was a little. I was nice. My mom says I was super sweet. I was nothing like Adri was. Adri was mean from the time she came out. She must have got that from the other. Yeah, that is not for me. <laughs> other DNA. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> she was so mean. She made me cry. I thought I was gonna have a breakdown when she was little. Oh my. But um, again, I think that yes, God will good that. But it it it's made her strong, and I think you know too. We've talked about that. She's, uh, you know. It, she's helped with some of these organizations that we're in too. And I'm like, I think, I think Jesus will do something with that. Not oh, just, yeah. uh, you know, God's deep in her heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he's real. Even on the cruise, she was just saying, you know, mm -hmm. she was, re she was just saying something like God, she had some God moments while you mm -hmm. were even out in the middle of the ocean. So yeah, God's does. deep in her heart. She mm -hmm. just has to take her field trip. Yeah. You know, she doesn't learn. By the oh, book. that's so awesome. You said that's one of the best things Steve told me that I, the best piece of parenting advice that he ever gave me when he was talking about that. He said, uh, some kids learn by being in a classroom and some kids learn by going on a field trip. He <laughs> goes, so what I mean by that is you can't teach them everything that you want them to teach them being in a classroom. They are going to have to learn it by going out on this field trip and doing it themselves. <laughs> Which is apparent is so hard because you're like, why can't you just see what my field trip was? <laughs> I'm sucked. trying to save you from this. Yes. I'm trying to save you and we can't. Oh, but, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> 
Well, we love you. We enjoy hanging out with you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure. What a great way to spend a Friday evening. Right? Isn't it so fun? <laughs> it is. It was. It is fun. So is fun. fun. Thank you for a little wine and conversation. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Good job. Yeah, Boom. Good job. High five. <laughs> and we're out, man. Spinning his wheels on a road round quitting time. Be